Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Financial Dads Podcast. My name is Paul Fagan, and I'm here with Jody Fisher. Hey, Jody. Good morning, Paul. How are you doing? Good. Doing very good today. Um, hope all is well. Um, in short, this podcast is for all the dads out there who struggle with life's topics as they are related to family and finances. Our hope is that we can provide our thoughts, successes, and of course, mistakes, and share them with all of you. Um, today's topic that we're going to cover is near and dear to my heart, um, entrepreneurship. Um, you know, How does one uh, who dreams of taking that next step on doing their own thing, quote unquote, finally take that step? And, and for me personally, I, I've always dreamed of making that move, uh, but I'm so risk adverse um, that it's tough for me to kind of pull the trigger. Um, I either run into analysis paralysis with business ideas or I get the inevitable cold feet. So, you know, for me, I'm fascinated by this topic, Jody, and I'm 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 gonna really looking forward to talking to you about this because I'm hoping to learn a lot from you today, which would be great. Well, I don't know if I have so much to teach, but um, uh, we'll give it our best shot. This could probably be about ten or twelve podcasts, but we'll see what we can do about putting it into one. Okay, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> um, you know, today the format we'll use will be a little different. Right. So it's more of an interview as I'm truly, you know, fascinated by the story. So um, and so maybe we could start with some pointed questions that uh, I quite frankly have on my mind. And I'm sure others out there will have as well as it relates to moving from a job to being that entrepreneur, being that business owner. Right. So maybe, you know, I'll kick it off with the first question, Jody. And, you know, can you can you tell us your story? How how did you get from point, you know, from kind of point A to point B? How did you. You know, just give us the background on, on what transpired to get you from the corporate nine to five or nine to nine or whatever you want to call it nowadays to uh, to having your own gig. I got fired. It's that simple. <laughs> Is that the motivating uh, factor that we need? We all have to get fired from the job. You know, so that's for another podcast, folks. What that? <laughs> you know, I can laugh about it now. No, two and a half years later. Um, you know, I, I like you, I always wanted to, you know, I work in an industry where, um, you know, you can, you can, uh, I always wanted to run my own shop. Uh, I always wanted to do my own thing, uh, run my own business. But like you said, you know, you're risk averse and you have obligations with family and bills and all kinds of things where you go and, and you don't have the cash to start it up. And you're like, well, you know, I just, I'm not in a place where I can do it. And you tell you keep telling yourself that story over and over again, like, yeah, I'd love to do it, but I just I can't because I can't do this and I can't do that. And um, uh, I was at a job um, where I um, long story short, the reason the reasons why don't even matter. I get fired. Right. And I come home and I'm like, holy mackerel, what am I going to do? And uh, hooked up very, very quickly. In fact, that literally that day with um, a company that was looking for someone uh, with my skill set who could do what I do. Um, and long story short, we agreed to go into business together. So w- while I'm attached to their firm, I am sort of an independent um, entity within their firm. Um, and and so, I, so I run everything, you know, from new business development to client service to uh, we have a billing office, thank goodness, that helps me with the billing because mm-hmm. uh, I can't add two and two. <laughs> um, but uh, the, the short story is the motivating point was I got pushed into a place where I um, both was had the opportunity to do something and in a way was forced to do something. 
Um, and I think that's the thing that really motivated me because then I was in a place where I could look around and say, can I make this work? Okay, if, if we're ever going to do it, now's the time to do it. Um, you know, I basically had two, two options at that point. I could either go back and look for another nine to five job, which I dreaded and mm -hmm. I didn't want to do, um, or I could go into this thing and, and see if I could make it work. And after a lot of convincing with my wife, we, we went in the make it work direction and two and a half years later, we're doing all right. That, that is amazing because at the end of the day, I, my, um, my thinking would have been to just go out and have to get the other job, right? Um, Whenever I think about entrepreneurship, it, it's really while I have my job, um, and I guess that's true. You have that motivating factor of, 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 of that, uh, which turned out to be a silver lining in your case. Uh, but my mind would have turned directly to, oh, I have to get another job, right? Um, uh, you know. And so, did you have any fears during this time of making that move? And and if so, what what were the, the fears, and how did you overcome them? I think if you don't have fears when you're going into that, you're crazy. Um, you've got, you know, you've got to, you got to have a healthy fear of, of just about everything in life, right? Uh, um, you got to assess the, uh, the dangers, the pitfalls, the benefits, and then, and then measure them up and say, okay, do I want to do this or not? Um, yeah, I absolutely had, uh, a, a fear about doing it because I was betting the farm literally. I mean, I was, I was betting, okay, no, we don't have a farm, but, <laughs> you know, I was, but I was betting everything, my family, my house my future, my financial future, all of it. We're betting all of it on making this thing work. And um, two things came into play. One, um, do I have the financial runway to get this started? Um, and I sized up our financial situation, um, looking at our budget, looking at the money we could tap into and saying, okay, I have the financial runway to do this. And two, do I have the confidence in myself to make this work and not just naive confidence, but, you know, sizing up my network, my ability to generate business, uh, my ability to work with my new partners to, to upsell their business, um, knowing that they were going to be invested in helping me get this going, uh, because there's a financial back end for them, which is great. You know, we, we, we split profits on that, which is awesome. Um, and, and just being able to size it up and, and know what I was getting into and then looking at that and going, okay, hold your breath and stepping off the board and plunging into the water and just doing it. Um, and I, we just, I just did it. And just, I, I, I felt like I had to do it. And I, and I looked in the mirror and I felt like, okay, if you don't do this now, you're never gonna, because you have, you're, you're either gonna, you know, you're, you're, you sort of pulled off to the side of the road here, okay? You're at the pit stop and it's like, okay, do we get back on the track and just keep going around in a loop? Or do we charge into new territory? And I was like, we, we just, that, now's the time to do it. You gotta do it, you, got, you, got, you just have to do it. You know, and I, it's, I, I, I stuttered there because it's like, there's, there's just no other explanation. You just gotta do it. That, that is amazing. And I'm wondering from a, kind of 30, 60, 90 day plan. Did you have a plan going in and was there any kind of uh, anything you had to really focus on in those first, let's say 30 days uh, of setting this up? I'm trying to think back here. Well, the, the one thing that the one thing that let me sleep at night for the next for the first six months was knowing that I had the financial runway to do it. Um, now that 
you know, I know not everybody has that, right? Um, not everybody has six months worth of savings in their back pocket to get something started. And um, going back to what I always talk about, which is being intentional with your money, having um, the, the, the budget spreadsheet set up, being able to see every single week, every single debt, every single payment spread out over the course of a year. And I actually have that spreadsheet now over three years. Um, you know, I have, I have every single week of our budget planned through the end of 2021 as I sit here right now. Um, you know, knowing, knowing that I had that and knowing where the money was gonna come from and how I was gonna use it, what we are gonna spend it on, and knowing that we were gonna be okay in the beginning, um, I think that let me sleep at night. Um, and then going over to the business side of things, um, it's really just getting out there and talking to who you know, working your network, letting people know what you're doing, and just starting to generate business and, and tapping into everything you can do. Um, it's just it's just like an it's like an up and atom philosophy. Hashtag up and atom. You know what I mean? But seriously, just, I, I like that hashtag. And it sounded, it sound that's great. And it, it really does sound um, like you had a strong support, you had strong support from, you know, family and friends. How, how critical was that to you moving the ball forward with this business? It would not have happened without my wife's blessing. I mean, if she, I said to her, look, this is what I want to do. I know this is scary. Um, these are the options we can either do, you know, I can go and look for the nine to five job, which I know she would have preferred or because that's safer or go out and do the entrepreneur thing. And because I had the spreadsheet and the plan and the numbers put down on paper, she's a numbers person. Um, I said, look, here's how it's going to work out here, here. And she was able to look at it sort of objectively. Mm -hmm. And I think that gave her the um, assurance that we would at least be all right for the first six months. And we said to each other, and you know, we spit promised, and what was it, spit shake and pinky swear? Mm -hmm. um, look, if this doesn't turn in six months, I promise I'll go get a nine to five. Um, we're not, we're not gonna horse around here. Um, it, this is either gonna work or it's not, and we're gonna be completely objective about it. Um, and we continue to be objective about, about it to this day. I mean, look, you're only as good as your last paid invoice when you're in business for yourself. Um, so uh, we have that conversation on a regular basis. Is this still working? Okay, working for me, working for you, great. Uh, so we're, we're, still, we're still cooking. That's awesome. I mean, it sounds like you know, the key was abstracting the emotion uh, out and separating that from the facts, right? So taking the emotion out of the equation as much as you could to focus on the facts, right? And you, you, you said you had this runway built in, um, you know, and you had a game plan of, you know, of plan B, right? Which was important that when to know to give up on the business, right? Which I think you guys are doing a, an intentional and good job of monitoring that track. Um, like you said, um, if things are going well and you have those uh, quarterly or, or, or um, yearly checkpoints, whatever it takes, uh, to, to, to assess where you are and where you're going. Uh, it sounds like that's a critical piece to your puzzle is, you know, taking and separating out fact from emotion as well as having that intentional plan on all aspects of your business to drive it forward. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think that one of the key components to starting anything that 
is like your own business, one of the key components is honesty. You've got to be honest with yourself. You've got to be honest with your spouse or your partner, whoever it is. You've got to be honest with your business partners. You know, you've got to have a frank discussion with them if you have business partners saying, look, here's what it is. Here's what we're doing. Here's where we need to get to. We all have to buy into this. Um, having an objective honesty about what you're doing is so important. It's probably the most important ingredient uh, in doing anything like this. Because you can't if you if you if you fool yourself, if you try fooling. Your, look, you can't fool yourself. Right. You know, when things are good, you know, when things are bad. If you try fooling yourself, it's crash and burn time. That that makes sense. That that really does make sense. Um, you know, and, and I'm going to just uh, move into a slightly different direction with my next question, because this next question is probably my biggest uh, problem when it comes to thinking about entrepreneurship. Right. So. Um, it comes down to procrastination, right? D did you experience any levels of procrastination uh, in, in putting this together? I mean, obviously, um, you know, you could have gone out and gotten the nine to five. Uh, you were put into a situation um, where you sort of had to sink or swim faster um, than, than probably if you had kept your job and then, you know, pondered, well, should I, you know, pull the trigger and give up the nine to five? Um, to 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 do the new business, but you know, was there any level of procrastination in your thinking? And if so, how were you able to move past that? That's a great question. Um, I, I feel like I procrastinated for about three years um, because in the three years preceding or preceding um, me going out on my own, um, I had bounced to a bunch of different jobs in this pursuit of. Uh, uh, increasing my salary, uh, increasing my quality of life, getting out of the nine to five, the, the back and forth commute on the on the commuter train, getting closer to my family, and and I tried all these different combinations of jobs that were you know um, high paying jobs in New York City, lower paying jobs located on Long Island where I live, um, and 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 nothing seemed to work. Um, but that whole time I'm going, ah, I just, I can't afford to go out on my own. I can't afford, I could do this, but I just can't do it. I just can't do it. It's just not going to work. I can't, you know, and there's that voice. Um, now I might, I might call that honesty as well, because I think if I had gone out at that time, I probably would not have succeeded. Um, and so that I, I look at that period of time of procrastinating as actually in hindsight, uh, and everything's 2020 in hindsight, um, as, as waiting, waiting for the right pitch to cross the plate. Hmm. Um, and, and the right set of circumstances just kind of fell in my lap actually. But when they did, I recognized them and I looked at it and I said, this is the moment, this is it. This is where we can put all these pieces together and make the full puzzle and complete the puzzle. Um, and so that was the moment where I just I, I was able to pull the trigger. Very cool. Very cool. And, and I guess my next question would be around, you know, um, giving advice to others. Right. So now, obviously, you've you've been successful and congratulations on moving the ball forward and, 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 and your business is doing well. Um, what would you recommend to others in terms of, you know, how if someone like in my shoes or someone else's shoes, you know, they have a business idea. Um, they have a business they want to do. Um, how should they prepare to make that leap from one to the other? 
Oh, wow. That's a really good question. Let me, let me think here. Well, I mean, like I said, the, the thing that made me able to act on this was having the financial runway. So, um, and the only way I knew that I had the financial runway was because I had everything plotted out. I knew where all the money was. I knew where all the money was going to come from to get the bills that I need paid, paid, paid. Um, so one being intentional with my money allowed me to make that object, take that objective view at the finances and say, okay, we, we know that we'll be okay for six months or, and, and so you need to fill in that blank. You know, mine was six months. Maybe yours is three, maybe yours is a year, whatever that is. You've got to have that objective financial plan in place first. Um, two, I think you need to, um, figure out what the business is going to look like and how much it's going to generate, um, by the time your runway runs out and you need to know that you're going to be in a place where, you know, as the runway runs out, that the, that the business is going to be able to kick in and take over because we all like to think that we're going to go out, you know, and bill a whole bunch of money in the first month and that woohoo, we're off to the races. Um, it's not like that at all. <laughs> I think, I think my first, well, my first month I didn't bill anybody. Wow. Right. First, first month you don't bill anyone. Well, what, what can you do? Like, even if you sign a, even if you sign a client right out of the gate, right. You're not getting paid for another 30 to 60 to maybe 90 days. Hmm. Uh, right. So, so that's three months. That's half my, that's half your six month runway. Um, so you've got to be honest with yourself and understand, uh, and only, you know, the answer to this, but you've got to be honest with yourself and understand how quickly the business is going to start generating money and then how quickly it's going to get up to running speed to replace the runway. And if it doesn't match up, you've got to be honest with yourself that it's not going to match up because what you can't do is say, Ow, I'll do it. I'll do it. I got six months. Okay, good. And then something falls through because something always falls through, um, you know, run out of space and all of a sudden, wow, I'm two months late on my mortgage or wow, I don't have money for food or wow, I can't pay my car payment or whatever that is. Um, you know, you gotta, you just gotta be honest with yourself. You gotta plan. I mean, and I'm a, and I am a planner. I'm a chronic planner. Um, I'm an over planner. Uh, and that maybe that's part of, uh, I think I think it's a benefit and a curse, a blessing and a curse. Um, yeah, a absolutely. I think from a blessing and curse perspective, I find myself in there. I I, I refer to it as a common term: analysis paralysis. Um, you know, terms of putting plans together, checklists, presentations, and really, really thinking, and probably to a degree, overthinking the situation or the project or the or the or the business. Um, and 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 you know, uh, not having the wherewithal to kind of drive it forward and pull the trigger, right? Um, which I think um, is something that people have to overcome. And you've obviously been able to overcome that. And did you just, I know I know the, the, the circumstances lent itself to this, but um, in some respect, did you have to sort of just bite the bullet and pulse your way in and just and kind of close your eyes and say, I'm going to jump? Yes. Oh, yeah. That's That's the very last step. It's like, okay, we're doing this. Um, and like I said, that, that, that could not have happened if I, one, didn't have a plan and two, if I didn't have buy-in from my wife, um, because I, I said to her flat out, if you don't want me to do this, 
All you have to do is say it right now. And um, and she said, "Okay, let's go. Let's do it." That's awesome. But, but, and she, she, I mean, and I, and I, and I'm grateful for that. I mean, you got to have someone that on your like that on your team. You got to have someone like that in your life, um, because that's also the gas in your tank every morning, to uh, to get up. In addition to to our kids, um, to get up every day and just and just kick ass. Um, you know, she she also comically looked at me and said, "Don't screw this up." <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and and you know and you know what? It wasn't all comical either. She meant it. <laughs> um, but you know, you you've got to have you've got to have that. It's a, kind of a reality check too. You know, um, you know. I mean, if it was just me, well, you know what? I could maybe, you know, go down to one meal a day and yeah. get by if I had to. But my kids can't. You know, no, understood, understood. So, so you, you that, that having that reality check too, um, and having that that gas in your tank every morning, saying, "Okay, time to get up, time to get going." Um, really, really inspiring. No, that is great. I mean, the story is so great, and I love um, the way you've presented it today. It really has been uh, truly. Uh, enlightening for me and a learning experience is which what, what I hope to get out of today's podcast, right? I think one of the questions I had, um, so you've made the decision, you've decided to pull the trigger, you go to bed, you wake up the next day. What are those top three things you do immediately, right? So you've decided you're going to do this business, um, you're going to pull the trigger, you're full steam ahead. What are those top three things that you wind up doing in the first day, week, whatever that is, uh, to kind of really propel you forward or just, you know, what, what, what did you, um, you know, what, what were the top three things you could think of? Well, I think the first thing, and this is sort of thinking back on it and maybe I had this thought at the time, but, um, the first thing you have to recognize is that you're not going to get it all done in the first day or even the first week. Um, that this is something that's organic. That's going to grow over time. It's going to change over time. And so, I kind of see life as a sort of like a sequence, like a series of events. Um, and you do the first thing, uh, and then you do the next thing, and then you do the next thing, and then you do the next thing. I mean, that's that great line from the the Martian, the movie, hmm. and the book. You know, uh, you know, science is what was it? He was stuck on Mars, and, and he wanted to get home. And he's teaching the class at the very end of the movie. And he says, um, "Science is a series of questions." He asks you the first question, you answer the second question, and then the next one, the next one, the next one. Then you get to go home. Um, that's that's kind of how I look at any business or any project. You, you know, you don't you don't jump to the end right away. You, you answer the first question, mm -hmm. and you say, okay, well, that probably generates three more questions or however. But you you just recognize the fact that it's not all going to get done in the first day or the first week or the first month. But you recognize and you identify the things that you need to get done first. Um, you get some you 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 get your your materials together. You get your story together. Um, you go out to your you know to your core um, support group and you say, "Hey, I'm doing this new thing. This is what I'm doing," and ask for help. Don't be shy about asking for help. You know, don't say to them. I said to people flat out, "I'm looking for clients. I'm signing clients. Do you know anybody? If you do, could you send them my way?" Bluntly, just like that. People love helping. Recognize that people love to help other people if they can. Um, sometimes they can't, and that's no big deal. But, but, God, when I mean, when someone asks me for help, and I know I can help, I jump, I jump to help people. 
Um, it's just in my nature. Um, and so I think other people are like that too. They just, people just want to help. So ask for help. Um, constantly be broadcasting your story and not tweeting and not Facebooking and all that stuff, but like mm-hmm. talking to people, picking up the phone, sending, uh, you know, people a direct email. Hey, Joe, you know, I'm doing this thing. Um, I know you and I have worked together in the past on blah. Do you think you could help me out? Um, do you know anybody who needs this? And make it turnkey for them too. You know, I, I and mean, that's part of what I do in my business too. Is that, you know, I'm I'm part of my business is actually asking the the core of my business is asking people for help. Hey, will you do this thing for me? So make it turnkey for them and say, could you do this? Could you send this thing? Could you could you send this to three people you know who might need this? Um, ask for help ask for help. Bruce Springsteen said it. You, you can't do it yourself. You need a band. <laughs> That's a great quote. That is great. That is great. Uh, so one last question. This is, this was been, this has been a great podcast, but I have, I do have one more question for you. What are some of the lessons learned so far in your journey in terms of being an entrepreneur? I think I've gone through a couple of lessons. I mean, one, one, like I just said, you need, you need help. You need, you need people around you. You need that support system um, and that inspiration. And that comes to me in the form of my wife and my kids. Um, you need um, that core group of people who you can go out to and ask for help, um, you know, constantly referring business to you. Um, and it may not happen in that first month. It may happen nine months from now. It may happen a year from now. Um, but allowing people to help you to tell your story, I think, is really, really important. Um, and making it easy for them to help tell your story and reciprocate to them, you know, help them out too. Um, when you make that ask, you know, here I can, you know, can you help me with this? And is there anything I can help you with? Um, reciprocation is, is so important. Um, cause we're all, we're all people in this, you know, we're all, we're all like struggling, trying to make our way. And that's sort of the inspiration of the, of the podcast here. Um, we're just trying to figure out how to make our way, and uh, and we got to help each other out. Um, lessons learned. I think the biggest one is just nothing ever works out the way you think it's going to work out. It'll work out, but you got to be patient. You've got to anticipate failure. You've got to know when things are going right and going wrong. You've got to know when to pull the plug. Um, and you got to be ready, ready to pivot whenever you need to pivot. Um, you know, there, there's a, a saying about how you know having a plan B means you're not invested in plan A or something to that effect. Um, you know, I, I believe in plan Bs because I think we all need plan Bs. Um, but that doesn't mean you don't go after plan A like so, crazy. Um, I, I really thoroughly enjoyed our discussion today, right? Uh, and I'm personally looking forward to our next one. And I know there's probably a hundred more questions that I have in my head um, that maybe we'll have to have uh, a couple of podcasts where we expand out the topic. But um, I could tell you for certain, I'll be listening to this podcast at least a couple of times in the upcoming week myself, because uh, this topic was fascinating. And, I'm, and I appreciate you doing most of the talking today, uh, because uh, I think what you had to say was, was, was quite frankly brilliant. And um, I think a lot of people out there are going to get a benefit uh, from 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 this dialogue. So thank you uh, for for l- telling your story and and giving your advice. I, we really appreciate it.
Well, thanks, Paul. I mean, I, I'm humbled to hear you say that because I'm I have such an admiration for you and what you've accomplished, um, and just getting this podcast together. I mean, you've you've done an amazing job here, and and I know you've had an amazing career yourself. In fact, next podcast or or at least one down the line, I'd like to turn the tables and do some some Q and A where you're answering the questions. Oh, that would be fun. That would be that would be great. So I look forward to that as well. We'll have to add that to the list. So, uh, well, with that. Um, Thanks, everyone, for listening and downloading our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at financialdads at gmail.com. Uh, and with that, until next time, be well and thank you.